What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Essential Scares Podcast. I am your host, Corbin, and this week we are coming at you with a throwback episode, reaching back into our archives for some older reviews that we did before we were officially Essential Scares. Our previous show, sometimes we did horror reviews as well, and this is a movie that we haven't had a chance to uh, come back and do again. The three of us this past week were very busy celebrating Bobby's long-awaited marriage to producer Mallory. We're all very, very excited, and we can't wait to talk more about it next week on our review of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. But until then, enjoy this review of Raw, a French coming-of-age horror film. Now, because this is before we were essential scares, there is no essential discussion, but our review and our rating stands. With that, Bobby, take it away. <clears throat> Raw made me uncomfortable. Corbin? Raw is a uncomfortable movie. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Uh, it is a French um, horror movie that I... And so I, I just want to kick it off and say, like, one of the things that I loved about this movie, and we're going to kind of go through it and talk about specific things but one of the things i loved about this and uh something that i really dig about international horror this is our first like foreign language film that we've done on the show is that they Mm -hmm. foreign exports oh yeah rare exports forgot about that oh rare exports might be um (laughs) but i love that that you forgot about it yeah oh i forgot (laughs) that it wasn't in english you know i forgot that it was another language that's um I love that they really push the genre in ways that we as Americans sometimes won't or don't in um, like a bigger sense. I mean, I think you're seeing this, you know, show up a little bit more. And I've talked about this in the past, um, but you're seeing uh, movies like The Lighthouse or like Midsummer. You know, those those are two of the big Mm -hmm. ones that are kind of pressing the genre in a little bit of a different feel. Um, But what I really, really liked about this is that it was very much still like a proper coming of age movie but it was like it was like horror all the way throughout um yeah and i've definitely got some more like little tones but i I want alan to kind of give us oh boy so i guess for a little background information we had a bit of a discussion uh in, in the discord you should join by the way uh before uh the cast and everything this was earlier in the day and uh i Definitely have the most negative opinions about this movie comparatively. I think without a doubt at this point. Um, but I, I want to stick to some of the positives to get to get rolling. Sure. Um, Fair enough. This movie does tension so so well. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one of the first scenes you see um, after kind of the intro sequence of like um, our character. Well, well, the first scene you see is like an what I first was like, is this an attempted suicide? She like jumps in front of a car and the car smashes into a tree. And, uh, that was a little weird. And I was like, okay, interesting sequence. So then it kind of gets through our character, Justine. We find out she's a vegetarian. It's great. She's going to veterinarian school. Her parents and her sister don't get along so well. And one of the first, they've all gone to the same veterinarian. They all have gone. That's going to, that's going to be very important. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the first, like on the job vet scenes, they, they're just knocking a horse out to do probably some sort of procedure or something. And I was sitting there just, like, on the edge of my seat the whole time because I kept yep. thinking, like, something bad is going to happen. They're going to slit this horse's throat. Like, that was the thought that just kept coming into my head. Like, this is going to be a bloodbath. And guess what? Nothing happens. They just knock the horse out and wheel it out. So the inter- When we were... I, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'd, when I was... I watched it with uh, with Jill... And when they were doing that, she was just like, what are they going to do to this horse? Oh, I can see Jill having an existential crisis when that horse yeah. walked in. Just like, no, not the horse. I mean, I think I think it's a, a feeling we all had, right? And, like, it just shows, like, the coldness of medical procedures. Because, like, I'm the type of guy who, like, I can see a million people die, but don't you fucking kill the dog, right? True. And so it's the same. It, and, and what is a horse but a big dog, right? And so I was just like, oh, man, please don't. Please don't kill the horse. It's such a majestic creature. Mm-hmm. Oh, its tongue's out. What are they doing? Oh, no. Oh, God. 
it's the horse looks so sad because it's a it's a not it's a conscious oh no so no i absolutely i concur with that sentiment of it just being like that really tense scene that is really normal but i think i think there is a certain coldness in it that makes you go for sure i think a lot of great uh horror does that though right i mean a lot of what horror does really well is that it brings like this crisis angle you know Mm -hmm. to just completely normal things you know what i mean yeah no i I, 100 percent. i like it's really interesting the way it like builds that tension up and like we're all expecting something to happen like literally we just said every one of us are like oh no what's gonna go on and then it's just like another day at the job and you're just like it gives you that moment to like breathe and it's a way that you don't have to force a moment and you can break the tension and like bring it back eventually and it's like you break the tension by not doing anything which is kind of different from the other um horror movies that we've seen like i mean specifically evil dead breaks the tension with like either a joke or you know something of that nature this one just kind of like breaks it by not doing anything you're just kind of like oh oh thank god oh and then the next scene comes i don't don't know that it's ever i don't know that it's ever even broken necessarily but where they just allow the tension to sort of dissipate enough Mm -hmm. that you can watch the next scene um but not so much that you are that you're losing it yeah it breaks the tension of horror with the tension of like living college life right mm-hmm. yep. all of us are all of us are college like went to college right all of us are are essentially college graduates and uh like we all have this we all know that feeling of just like weird i mean it's a coming of age story at the end of it right so this weird uncomfortability of like being an adult but not really and like that kind of weird feeling and then they like corbin said they add the the cannibalism aspect to it which like ramps up the tension even farther but like there are these like weird uncomfortable feelings that you feel in and in a coming of age story that like and that we've all felt in Mm -hmm. our coming of age right that Mm -hmm. i think they do a really good job with which is like Again, you go into a job, even even like with the horse scene, you go into a job at a vet being a veterinarian, you think, oh, I'm going to be like kissing puppies and, you know, giving boo boo shots for for kittens or whatever. And then you see like, nah, dude, you're you're pulling you're pulling shit out of a cow's ass. Or you're like, <laughs> yep. you're, you're knocking out a horse and it's really scary and uncomfortable the whole time. And like there is a certain tension that you find when you are entering the real world. Uh, that I think they do a really good job of like, like visualizing and getting the tone right in a movie of the existential dread of growing up. Mm-hmm. You can kind of like just feel the stress that it's it's Justine, right? Is it Justine or Josephine? I yep. thought it was Josephine. Just it's Justine. Oh, okay, well, uh, you can kind of feel just like the stress that Justine is under like you know she's left home she's kind of dealing with her own stuff and i mean bobby kind of said it that we all had done that at least to some extent when we went to college um but like it's just it's interesting that you can feel that at least i felt the stress that she was feeling of like you know going to a new place having to meet all new people that kind of stuff and it was just yeah it definitely great can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, because I feel like there is some relevance here uh, to Justine's experience and your own when it comes to the collegiate experience. And Alan, you can tell me if this is also something you can relate to. I don't know your family that well or at all. Uh, but Grant went to the same college as his older brother. Our oh, friend, boy. Oh, guest yeah. The, former guest of the show, Taylor, right? And much like Justine, Taylor had left an impression on the school, right? And so... Justine goes into the school with a certain reputation, right? And one of her, well, I mean, one of her professors says, "Oh, yeah, you're like you have a you have a reputation, like you're known to be this smarty pants, all this thing, and like I don't like you very much because you seem to be a know it all or whatever, right? Much like your sister might have been, right? And so there is a certain, I think I don't understand that because I'm the oldest, mm-hmm. but like a a fulfilling of destiny, like you have to like." are you following in your brother's or sister's footsteps? And like, I didn't know if that was something that you got from it um, or not. 
It was kind of like an, an equal balance of both. Because um, sure. like there were some times where like some of the professors were just like, oh, man, you're Taylor's brother. Right. And they, like they had like a negative undertone, like they didn't like him and didn't want me to be sure. like as loud or like, you know, kind of like sure, vocal sure. as he is. And then that worked out just fine. But then there were others that like expected <laughs> me to be like such an intellectual and like be very well written and stuff because he was a journalism major that like sure, when yeah. I fell short of that, it just kind of like sucked or even when i f like feared that i would fall short of like what reputation they had i mean it, it was it was harder too just because like my dad also worked there so like sure, I, yeah. I i have to along with competing with taylor like either mentally or like not um i also had to fulfill like my dad's reputation too and it was it, sure it definitely adds a lot of like weight on your shoulders that you probably don't feel until like someone brings it up sure well, and, and and I think that like, and maybe I'm wrong. I I felt that weight on her, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. Like, and so like, and and this is all of this stuff kind of happens before any of the cannibalism really even starts. Yeah, I mean, right? it takes like like half the movie basically is just a normal, quote unquote, right? Like collegiate coming of age movie huh. where you know scenes that would probably be played uh comedically in a normal like in a in a normal coming of age you know movie yeah, yeah. um are still played you know slightly funny but there are a lot more of these like dreadful feeling yeah. scenes in between um that just you know build that like they'll build that horror and kind of place you in this uh perspective of her having more problems than just you know what's going to come which yeah, doesn't, oh, for yeah sure. definitely doesn't happen until the second half of the movie it, yeah the first half of the movie reminds me is if animal house the movie animal house was like mm -hmm. real you know what i mean mm -hmm. like the real like just like fuck are you kidding me i don't want to be a party animal i don't want to do these things i just want to go to class i just want to get my job but are you seriously gonna make me wear a diaper to like like just like that like i hate this i want to yeah. leave i want to get out of here like which is what like if you're a real person in animal house you'd not like living in animal house yeah. like i love that you brought up animal house because i was going to say that they played it almost like a national lampoon movie and i'd like sure i held back there but i, I totally agree like it does it it is sort of like the you know the horror the horror version of yeah. that you know which is just the real life version of it <laughs> that's <laughs> i'm all of this stuff is just like r like rushing to my head as like we're all you know conversing about it it's just like i never really took it as fear like in my initial watch through but now that i think about it like they play like college going off to like a school not just college but like any school as like from like a horror angle very well sure. and it's weird like um the they you know begin it with the legacy thing right that just like some people feel that and we already talked yeah. about it but like also like the hazing when i was going through school like i was always terrified that like hazing was gonna happen to me and i didn't want it to and like seeing it happen to um justine was just kind of like holy crap this yeah. this fucking sucks and i'm not like i didn't realize it until we started talking about it, that it's just like, holy shit, they're playing, like, school as, like, a horror lens, and it's, oh, jeez. Ah, it's making me uncomfortable talking about it. A Alan, I know you want to say something. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of had a problem with the hazing of this movie. Um, and the reason I say that is, uh, so I joined a fraternity in college, and this movie is supposed to take place in the somewhat modern time. You can tell that from just anything going on. There's cell phones, mm -hmm. like... You know, it came out in 2016. The the latest, or I guess the oldest this movie could be is like 2010 in terms of when when it is set. Um, and the 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 level of hazing and how blatant it is that everybody knows about it is just impossible in the modern day. It does not happen. So that kind of took me out of it. And I get it. It's like it's a movie, you know, whatever. And it could be a cultural thing. I don't I don't know what French people are like. But if you tried to pull something like literally stealing the mattress of an entire group of people, <laughs> you you would you would have so many lawsuits coming your way. It'd be a joke. Like it's it's not feasible for that to happen that way. Like I get it. They play it up. It's kind of like you were saying how that really plays into you know, going off to college being a horror experience. 
And one of the easiest ways to do that is with hazing in a college setting. Like, I, I get that. Right. But I think if, if they were going to go that route, this movie should have been based in, like, 82. Because you could have gotten away with that in the 80s. Easy. No problem. <laughs> without any issues. But playing it in a modern era, honestly, that that's another kind of instance where it took me out of the movie. Because I'm like, this is not real. Like, in any way. But the challenge that I think that, like, I think part of it is going more towards, like, Grant said. Because, like, I, I was warned about hazing since junior high. I was public yeah, school same. educated, right? So, like, I, and so, like, in public school, it's like, all oh, the sixth graders are always going to get hazed by the eighth graders. And then you go to high school. The freshmen are always going to get hazed by the seniors. And then you go to college. Better be worried if you want to join any clubs, you're going to get hazed. And it never once happened to me. But I was always afraid of it moving into the next thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's, like, an existential, like, horror, like, in your mind that it yeah. could happen. And you've, you've heard enough reports about, like, what the extremes of it are. And you've seen enough movies that you've sort of you've put this story together in your mind of like, yeah. if it's going to happen, it's going to, I could die. It's going to be I could the worst it could possibly like, be. Yeah. But yeah. I think, and I think, I think part of this movie is one of this movie's themes is like losing faith in the hierarchy, right? There's a lot of stuff in this, but like, right from the, from the very beginning to like losing faith in your sister to, you know, we'll get to the end at the end. Losing faith in your like, parents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, all, yeah. Like, just like this, like losing faith in the hierarchy that's been established for you. And I think, right, you have to have, like, these kind of extreme examples of just, like, essentially older kids doing things that make them feel like they're adults. But, like, any adult's going to look at and be like, what the fuck is happening? And any mm-hmm. kids, and any kid or, like, especially kids who are not, like, overly sexualized. And this movie, for as much of it is about sexuality, does a really good job in, like, desexualizing all of the sexual stuff for the most part. Like... Like it, the, it's like the, the least sexy movie about sex yeah, that I think yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> and, but but like that's they true. but I think that's part of it too with this like hierarchy of like you're supposed to be these types of things and like mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that's part of the like, I think that that's just part of the you know growing up angle. You know, I think everybody sure. goes through that phase where as you're you're growing up, you know you do lose faith in some of you know some hierarchy and like you sort of have to find your own place in it sure and i mean i think that that ties in even uh to the very end you know i don't want i don't want to skip in skip like too much but yeah. like the very last thing that uh her dad says to her at the at the end of the movie is like oh you like you i hope you find that you figure it out for yourself so it's like yeah you know not only is like has she then at that point completely lost faith that her parents could help her through it but the dad is even like giving up he's like hey like you know i don't have it for you anymore like this is your you know you're gonna you're growing up now you gotta do this on your own because clearly we can't do it with you and i think that that is outside of the sexual aspects which i think you know we'll get to yeah um definitely a core message of the movie and is like delivered very succinctly i think yeah in, in one moment um but let's get actually into some of the horror bits because yeah for sure like and i want to start with the first part that i think would widely actually be considered a part that it was like horror for horror's sake and that's the hair vomit scene oh yep oh that that was this is probably one of the first scenes in cinematic history that almost made me actually throw up like i got legit nauseous like and it was the only scene in this movie that did that for me. There were other scenes that mm-hmm. made me uncomfortable, but that was like, I was like, uh, 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 it, it just yeah. it like, went on for so long, so long. Well, and you watch it and you you think through like the like after the fact, you think the actress had to near gag herself. I mean, to actually do this scene. So, like, you watch that, and what you're seeing is it doesn't feel like acting. It feels like there's genuinely a person choking on their own hair and is just trying to get it up. And and it's just, it's so, that, I don't know if it's the most disturbing in the movie, but it's up there for me. Like, as one of the just most, like, hard to watch. And there's plenty of moments where you just, I, I had a few moments where I just, like, literally, like, did the look through my my fingers moments just like oh my mm-hmm. god this is too much i also had lunch like 
right before I watched this movie. Sure. I watched it oh, at like dude. one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, which, by the way, don't have a meal before no. you watch this movie. No, it's no. not no. a good idea. Let me Bro, tell you. I typically eat. I typically eat when I watch these movies because I typically watch them on my lunch break at work. And this was the one time where I was like. Probably a bad idea to do because, like, again, I can. It was a bad idea. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Like, I can look down at my at my chicken or whatever, or or my salad, and be like, whatever. But like this, that that hair scene, it was just like, I can't fucking do it. I gotta stop, man. Like, it's it. It was tough. No, my my strategy when it comes to any like movie that i expect to have gore and food is to push the food as far away from me as possible before i finish the movie and i decide that i'm okay i am probably on the weaker i i probably have the weakest stomach when it comes to gore out of the four of us i really don't like it and like especially that hairball scene it was just like oh my god no like it it got me close to just straight up throwing up like i can't do it and the last time i remember a movie getting me to that point was actually believe it or not alien versus predator and this was that was my this was my introduction well what scene the 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 chest burst all scene. three of us made a dumb face i know i know okay. keep in mind i watched this movie when i was like nine ten sure. and it was like probably the closest i have gotten to horror besides poltergeist Okay. Uh, and so, like, when the chestburster came out, like, well, I just, I just couldn't do it. But like, that was my introduction to everything. I didn't know anything about this. That was literally like my introduction. The chestburster at the very end. He blew, he blew chunks at the CGI chestburster. I just want to say, like, for anybody that hasn't seen AVP in a long time, AVP was rated PG thirteen. Yeah. So the so the chest bursting scene is like so toned down compared to any other it is time not, you see a it chest burst. But I was not thirteen. So have you watched uh, Alien at this point in your no, life? No, I hadn't. No. no, this was my introduction. <laughs> was his first one. He's saying he yeah. was nine years old. No, I'm I saying like at this point, have you seen oh, Alien? Like, yeah. Oh yes, yes. Okay. I mean I that chest bursting scene is like wait. Oh yeah, sorry, but like but now that, like that, no, that scene's still hard. Aliens are really cool. I like I, I like Alien vs Predator and like it's awesome. You like xenomorphs to where like now I watch it. I'm just like yeah, wow, that's you know that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> where it used to be like ugh, but like that hairball scene just got me. It's just oh, and I can't remember who said it, but yeah, it just took too long. Like you're sitting uh, there, like what is this gonna I, be done? But I think that's part of the effectiveness of that shot. Yeah. But as mm-hmm. well as the movie as a whole is. Again, I think I'm thinking of hereditary, 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 right? Where like, and especially, um, there's a scene in that movie, and I'm not going to give too much away for people who don't want that spoiled. But the dinner scene, yeah, you know the scene I'm talking about, yeah, where it just goes on forever, and you just want to go away, but you can't because you're stuck in the room with them. There's so many scenes like that in this movie. Um, and that's just one of them where it's just like, fuck, just cut away. I get it. I get the point. Just cut away. And like, then it goes for like two more minutes. I know. And, <laughs> and I think, it, and again, I think it, it, it really puts out that very real, because then she gets out and like, and there's just some throwaway character who just goes, Hey, it's easier to come out if you use two fingers and like, and it's just like, fuck, that's. That's like a dark reality, and it, it, it kind of. I think that's one of the scenes where it really like it part. It helps cement the the idea, like the women's sexuality bit of it of, mm-hmm. of this film. Like the theme of that is like yeah, because there, there's a direct link there between you know the the horror that's happening to her, which which was because of the cannibalism yeah. and the stresses of school. Right, yeah. she's eating yeah. her own hair, and then it links you right in with that with that other. Uh, female character who's basically yeah. just giving her like anorexia tips, like <laughs> or what? Bul- bulimia, yeah. not yeah. Oh, bulimia. Yeah, you can. That's yeah, what I meant. Bulimia. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I also think, and because this this scene comes up a couple different times, like they, like the removal of hair bit too. Yeah. When it comes to like women need to be feminine, you can't have hair, which is I think, which is like, for what it's worth, I don't give a fuck. Do, live your life, ladies. Like. Mm-hmm. If you want to have hair, you do. If you don't, whatever makes you feel good about yourself, live your life. But, like, I think that is a a 
feeling that a lot of women have that like pressure to like, I got to shave everything that ain't my eyebrows or my hair. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and I think it, it becomes, that comes up much more text later on in the movie where, 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 uh, Alexia is giving her a bikini wax. But like, I think that's like a first moment of that as well. Like, cause like it goes from to like, Hey, be skinny too. You know what I right. mean? Like, so well, I think and Alexia, there's a lot playing there. Alexia brings that up. I mean, it's it's much later on than where we are in the movie, that, but it's when she's in her dress, she's like, oh, you look even better in that dress. It looks less slutty, something to that effect. Yeah, I'm, she's like, did you lose weight or whatever? Yeah, yeah. like, so that that kind of that kind of comes full circle there. Did you guys sure. catch, yeah. uh, this is, I mean, they, it's hard not to catch, but kind of um, when she's with her sister uh, before the Brazilian, uh, she's like going through her shit. And the same cream that she got for yep, the yeah. crazy scratching she was doing, which mm-hmm. that's another scene in terms of tension where it just it's, yeah. a pic, it's just her. Oh, yeah. And she's scratching and yeah. she's scratching and it's she's like scratching. It's like a perfect body horror scene, mm-hmm. you know, because and especially because, you know, a lot of body horror uh, requires something permanent to be done uh, to the, the body. A lot of times that's what's happening, right? That that something that oftentimes makes you like less of a human um and i loved how effectively that was done and you know remained in the same lane of horror while also being something that in a lot of ways is like a throwaway moment you know like Mm -hmm. it adds to the tension to the tone of the movie but that's not like a plot point you know that really comes up you know it's just like something that happened to her and I think that it serves its purpose really, really well in that in that sense, where it's just like another piece of the puzzle of what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I, I also think that it is, I think part of it is, is it you know, with the cream thing, I think it is related to the cannibalism. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I think, I think the idea is they're both raised vegetarian. Yeah. Right? And they both try the meat and one is much more accepting of it than the other. But like. I mean, if you never, if you haven't eaten meat, you are going to have a reaction to it. As somebody who was a uh, vegetarian for six months, and uh, the this this movie's um, apparently not intentional. Wait, was it su- was it really only life? six months? It was only six months. I thought it was I, so much longer than that. It I, felt I like an eternity. It felt like a year. <laughs> I know, and and it, it, it's something it's something that I want to go back to doing. In all honesty, right? Yeah. Did this movie make you? Uh, that was one of my questions, just for you. Like yeah. two movies in oh, a row yeah. where you were, or two weeks in a row, you had yeah. this the same thought when we played the medium last week. Where you're like, "Oh, this game almost made me go veg veg again." Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, where are yeah. you at? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm like ninety percent there. I just need like I I need to like I don't think I think my problem is is. I'm a skinny guy and like I I need like I would need to like get a lot of supplements and things like that to like course correct and I and I to like especially go full vegan and also I have a partner who I don't think is necessarily as willing not blaming her but like cuz I think she she would do it and like we do eat vegetarian meals about half of our week is vegetarian meals so it's not like we don't do it it's just like going fully there I think is just right now for me a bridge too far mm-hmm. it's just I don't think I can that being said, right, this movie's apparently unintentional support of vegetarianism is really interesting. I I thought it was I thought it was like one of the biggest pieces of subtext and text in the film. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like combined with like you know we talked about like the liberation of uh, of women's sexuality and like the coming of age aspect of it, right? There was a lot of stuff that made me go, oh, shit, this is going to be, like, trying to compare our eating of animals to, like, how different are we if, from eating, how close are we to eating humans, basically, right? Um, and it was weird to find out that that was absolutely not an intentional subtext. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, when there, there's so many direct comparisons made between people and animals. Yeah. Like, they make that comparison over and over again. And they kill they kill Alexia's dog and then like the scene where they fight they end up holding them back from each other like their dogs yeah like their dogs on leashes like literally yeah. there is a there's a parallel scene of them going at each other and there's two guys holding them by the neck like their dogs like i it it was yeah 
Sorry, Corbin. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but you're good. Yeah. With that, that was just that was. Sorry, Corbin. <laughs> with the dog too. I uh, one thing I keyed in on the very next scene where they're doing veterinarian school stuff mm-hmm. after that whole. I, well, actually, we probably shouldn't necessarily skip over the dog scene. It's pretty important what happens before yeah. there. So rewind a second. So that's when we get the cannibalism, as we've kind of alluded to, kind of occurs. Um, yeah. It's when she's getting the the Brazilian wax. She's like, "Hey, stop that! That really fucking hurts." Which I can only imagine how much it hurts to have uh, any sort of waxing. Never done that. Don't plan on it. I can't imagine it feels particularly good. Um, so she like kicks her sister and chops her like what is it? Her middle finger. I want to yeah. say it's like you know, down her ring to finger, like her ring finger. Her ring finger. It's not her whole finger, but it's the vast majority of her fingers gets mm-hmm. chopped off, and her sister passes out, which I think is a pretty reasonable response, frankly. Yeah. I would say um, so. And that's where she starts, because before this, you know, she's she's had meat. She had a raw, uh, what was it, a rabbit kidney, right? She had a rabbit liver, and yeah. then she had ate some uh, meat at the, some shawarma. The shawarma, and then she ate a, a raw chicken breast. Yep. yep. Which was so gross. It's, it's like really hitting her. And then she has that. Dr- I think. I think she has that dream too, with like the chains and like getting whipped. That's after. Isn't that after this? I think it's right before. Is it right before? Mm-hmm. And then it happens. Yeah. Where like she gets the 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 bikini wax, and then she's she calls the ambulance, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they say put her on ice, and she looks for the ice, and there's no ice to be found. And then she's she like, well, staring at that finger. Uh, yeah. Yep. The her yep. like just dumping the blood onto her hand. It was so unsettling and gross. Oh, yep. And then she just and like the once you saw her dip. I mean, really, once she picked up the finger, it was like, all right, well, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. But the thing that definitely got me is when her sister wakes up from her you know passing out and she just sees her sister chomping on her finger i i, I did not think that they were necessarily going necessarily to go there i thought that what was going to happen was you know ambulance is going to arrive whatever and uh justine would just blame it on the dog outright which is kind of indirectly correct because they do blame it on the dog and put the dog down um but that scene of her just like her sister seeing they kind of both now understand that mm-hmm. this is something we share. You know, yeah, maybe you sure. could maybe make the argument Alexia didn't know that Justine. Well, Justine definitely didn't know what was going on. That's we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but Alexia definitely did. Um, yeah. So for her to see her sister then becoming like her. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it was it was just it was a really good bit of acting there. Yeah. yeah, and um, I, I, that's like one of my like big, biggest positive takeaways is the relationship between like Alexia and Justine is so like intricate and interesting, and like that's where I, I, I wouldn't say that's where it starts, but that's where like you could feel like that bond solidify between them, and it, like from that point on, you're just kind of like, okay, let's see where this goes, you know, like they're they're both kind of like the same, and I, I just like just that relationship I thought was so well done sure um yeah and i, I mean the, the other the big thing about that scene of course besides it just being the first time that she eats a person right um is that it breaks down the barrier between them as sisters right alexia yeah. is very uh rude let's say to her you know like they're really you know she kind of treats her as someone that she has to spend time with that she has to take care of because she's her sister and she doesn't typical older exactly and after that scene they sort of start this bond even though they don't they don't really talk about it a bunch right away but sure it all of the even the regular scenes that they shared together from that point onwards they are much tighter knit um mm-hmm. and it's it's because of that like mental connection that they immediately have because they know that they're both on that same like, page and it goes all the way through to the end like they never it, no matter like all the bad things that happen you know from both of their sides right they both do bad things and yep alexia does the most bad things <laughs> yeah for sure um you know justine at the end is still the one that kind of like cares for her the most you know what i mean like they still have this bond that 
you know, despite everything that they that they've done, like she doesn't view her as a monster. Like she views her very much as her sister. Like, right. And I think that there's there's something there for sure. Yeah, they kind of like hit all the points of like what actual siblings kind of go through in terms of just like the interactions. Maybe not exactly verbatim, obviously, but like uh, (laughs) you never ate eaten a person with Taylor before. No, sadly, no. We never really hit that. Sadly, Um, you gotta you gotta get on that. You gotta get on that, dude. Um, me, but, me, me and Joey, we we we've eaten all sorts of people together. Uh, <laughs> like even like the sib, like it gets later down the line. You even have like the sibling rivalry and between Ryan. the two of them, and it's oh, just sure. like that's key it's component. Intri- it, it's so cool that like that relationship. You kind of see almost everything that you would see in like the normal sister sister brother sister brother uh, brother sure. sister relationship. Kind of that stuff. Sibling. Yeah, sibling in general. It's. Yeah, there's just, a word for that. Yeah. Right, right, you know. Um, I do want to mention one thing though. Uh, yeah. because it hasn't he has it has he has not been mentioned before. And that is the char- the, the the third main character in this movie, Adrian. Yes. Um, because he's super important, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Adrian is Justine's gay roommate. Um he it like very like he is a gay man, he is a very out and about gay man, right? And there's this weird predatory sexual one-sided sexual tension between justine and him where yep. like justine sees him as a sexual creature and adrian barring only one scene i never got the sexual tension back right i don't no. know if you guys like, like again, it, so. always, it always mm-hmm. it always spoke to me like they were friends and yeah. then like the scene where it does happen and we'll get like they they spoiler yeah just go go for it the details on it is like they end up having sex one scene but like the way that it's portrayed is like she clearly has wanted him really bad and like he was in a moment where he was just as a lot of dudes are he he got caught literally jerking off to some porn out get out of like to gay porn too like so like like again it's all very much in theme and you don't think it's gonna go that way and then it does and that scene um is very much uh it reminded me of yeah do you guys ever see the 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 superhero movie super yes Rain Wilson? Mm-hmm. no so you you know the rape scene in super yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was it's very a lot like much, that yeah a, yeah because it is right like adrian very much it's a rape scene with, with a male victim he literally yeah. says right? stop in yeah. in the middle of it he says yeah. several times yeah yeah, yeah um and so there's a lot of stuff with that right and that that comes out of a that comes after a scene where like basically justine gets forced into a paint party where she bites a dude's lip which that that there's a parallel to that later on um and then they and then then she she bites herself to avoid biting him because mm-hmm. well, clearly and... she has some feelings for him that she can have enough self-control but she needed to do that the other thing too with that bite is that is definitely the moment of climax for her like that's oh, very oh, sure, like yeah. clear like that yeah. it wasn't just the sex got to that point sure. it was the sex and the i'm eating myself like cannibalism yeah. side of things and that's the kind Ouroboros. of yeah Mm-hmm. I it, yeah. I am so glad you said that. I legitimately, <laughs> I was sitting there going, "This is Ouroboros. She's the yeah. snake." I, I literally had the same exact thought. The snake yeah. eating its own tail. Yep. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. it was another one of those scenes that kind of like also paints the like humans as animals kind of thing, especially like yeah. through her side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that theme is very. I mean, we just talked about is very common throughout, kind of like thinning the line between man and beast. For sure. And there's almost like a comparison there you can make with like, uh, like a praying mantis, you know, something, you know, or other like yeah. animals like that. But on the, even on the even on the different level, right? It is an almost, um, it's a weird reverse of mm-hmm. I think many women's experiences, right? And college, yeah, especially yeah. going like, exactly um, going back to the college angle, yeah, and and the sexual and like the idea of like sexual liberation, right? Typically, like a lot of women, unfortunately, and b- because a lot of men aren't taught better uh are are sexually assaulted by a partner or by some person in college right and like this does it i think in a weird way that flips it on its head the only like the that like makes it kind of puts men in the position of the victim in a way that like i think that men are not used to and it was it was a scene that again as a straight white dude and i know we're talking about a movie about like women's sexual liberation 
like and and things like that where like the the, the three main characters are uh, two girls and a gay guy so like there's stuff that we're just gonna miss but that was a scene that really struck a chord with me because i was like oh shit like I, I know women feel this way all the time, but like, fuck, it's weird when it, like, it's weird seeing it happen to a guy. And like, I have to own that I felt weird and uncomfortable about that yeah. in ways that I'm like, I have not necessarily, I, I have normalized in like media when like a woman is raped, that it's not, it's, it's heinous and you hate the character doing it, but you don't necessarily get that sort of visceral uncomfortableness uh, when it, in, in a lot of ways that I thought it was like, it was, I think kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think like women can relate to it because oftentimes, I mean, women are taught from a very early age to like run away from that, right? Like get like you un- the defense mechanism yeah. because men are not taught not to rape. Women are taught how to avoid rape, right? Being raped, right? But like seeing a man like at in the in the uh, in the archetypical place of the woman, and that really makes a lot. Of, I think a lot of men. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll be alone in this, but makes men really think about like. Well, shit. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this because we didn't like it when when Adrian was getting raped, right? And so right. I thought it was a really cool way of flipping that on its head. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What well, kind of makes it even deeper too is like right in the very beginning, they're talking about like animals and stuff. Right when they first get sure. there, it's a vet school, of course. They're going to talk about animals, uh, but someone brings up monkeys and like the idea of having sex with a monkey and. Uh, Justine explicitly brings up the point where, well, that's just rape. Like these these animals are able to conceptualize the concept of the self, um, sure. and and literally one of the the and it's interesting too. It's specifically a woman that asks her, "Well, is that the same as a woman being raped?" And without missing a beat, Justine goes, "Yes." To which I, I literally wrote down, "You got a point there, Justine." Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it, interesting. It's it's the way like she ties in the way the movie ties that back into what sure. happens mm-hmm. there it's it's really that that's it's just well done i think the line also it plays a little bit heavier knowing that justine is the raper at yes, later on exactly. you know, that she yeah. is the rapist and like yeah. knowing that that's how she already felt about rape and then knowing also how she feels about eating people you know it's like yeah. clearly like she has this viewpoint of humanity as a whole that's like just on this other level um which ties back not both not only to the sexuality aspect to it but also the unintentional veganism theme, mm-hmm. right because like if i'm viewing any meat as meat at this point right there is no in the same way that i would say that like animals have rights if i'm viewing animals as animals and not as meat in the same way that, of course, I can rape a human because it's just meat at the end of the day, right? right. Like, it shows, like, I think something that I have to deal with now, leaving this movie, which is one of the main reasons why it makes me uncomfortable, is the moral dissonance of it. That, like, it really throws in your face in, like, a lot of different ways. But the moral dissonance of, like, if you're willing to eat this thing, but you're not willing to kill it, you're not – and if you see something in harm, it makes you uncomfortable. These things died so that you can put it in your mouth. Like you're not above anything because you're because you can't stomach the actual murder, right? And yeah. so there is, and like there is this, and like it shows on its face, like while it's fucked up, but Justine acts morally consistent throughout the entire the entirety of the movie. When she's doing wrong, she's conflicted about it, but every time she eats meat and like does disregards human life in the same way that she disregards animal life she's technically being consistent in her moral values yeah. and then like when she decides to stop at the end she's still being consistent right because when she's starting to see things as human again she just does she stops killing yep. and like and, and animals and she's a vegetarian again and all that stuff like there is a certain level of just like consistency that is icky definitely <laughs> and good but like yeah. um i don't i don't want to cut it too short but we are kind of coming up on time Mm -hmm. if we want to give any a couple of minutes of final thoughts and your ratings i think that would be pretty stellar let's start with grant because i think that he has a lot of unsaid things to say um well uh i felt very uncomfortable during this movie it is not a movie that i would personally watch again however i did feel it was a good movie and that's where like that separation kind of happens it's one of the first movies that like i could sit there and say i hated it personally but like professionally it was very well done um 
and I mean, we kind of didn't talk about it, but like the final scene where the dad also shows that like, hey, your mom's been uh, eating me is kind of like a oh shit kind of moment. Um, and it, it actually like spurred a question in my head before we started about like cannibalism being hereditary down the mother's side in this mm-hmm. story yeah. is like. I mean, we don't have enough real world experiences of cannibalism to know whether it is hereditary or not, I guess I would say. Sure. But I mean, do do we believe that like cannibalism could possibly be like a hereditary thing or is it like different? In this world, yes. In reality, absolutely not. Yeah, I think that this this movie presents cannibalism as hereditary down the woman's line as a means of discussing uh female sexuality you know i think that that's you know they even make like a direct uh comment about it after the rape scene where adrian says like i'm just trying to figure out like are you into snm or something like even further like what's going on here and you know she doesn't really talk about it but you know it's almost presented as this as just like a, a fetish you know what i mean yeah. um it's but like taboo. taken to an extreme right yeah it's it's, it's one of those things that like we demonize in society like that i mean that's like even though like how the fuck are we making babies if women aren't into like having sex right like it's it's a weird thing that we we try to demonize in women as men something that in an all-male podcast i'm glad we actually got to talk about because it's important that we recognize that like we're all very sex positive here yeah Uh, um i actually wanted to finish uh the like kind of like the relationship circle that you know happens because you know at the end we see that alexia has killed adrian and took a jaws size you know (laughs) few bites out of his uh thigh just you can see his femur (laughs) yeah right but like it's like that culmination of what makes you think justine she looks at her mouth and she's like oh my god like and she like there are several scenes like i think that it's it was clear that she had taken some some pieces of him in like a like a moment of bloodlust basically where she like wasn't all there um and then you know she went to sleep and kind of pretended that nothing happened and then she woke up and was surprised at her own actions you know and i think that that was actually what turns her back vegetarian because she realizes that she can't control herself but it's like it was the relationship kind of coming back where she like sees you know the person that she cared about that she wouldn't even take a bite out of while they were you know having well fucking while they were fucking oh she yeah uh, while, 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 while while she was raping uh, yeah the, right yeah. exactly that's why i was trying to dance around but um uh, uh. it's like she sees that this is what happened but like she really doesn't show any like negative feelings towards alexia about it and it kind of like brings you back to when alexia saw uh justine eating her finger and just kind of went oh, all right i guess this is you know what's going on um yeah. but like I said, uh, it was a movie that I didn't personally enjoy, but I could see it professionally as a well-done movie, so I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Um, I thought it was a good movie in everything that it went out to accomplish. However, in my personal compendium of movies that I would be willing to watch again, it is not in that list. Hmm. Alan? So I'm going to start with something funny and then go into the reasons why... I have major issues with this movie. Um, the first funny, the first, the first bit. Uh, why are movies universally bad at portraying people playing video games? Because <laughs> this was like egregiously bad. Listen, like it's, she missed it's, throwing the, the grenade. All right, I, <laughs> clearly. Well, and then it shows the TV, and I. It was vertical split screen, which is just. Who Borderlands that? has a vertical split screen. I know. Honestly, one of the we- that's one of the weirdest things too, because like most people I know who like are actors or like even like do theater and things like that, and I come from that background. We all play games. I don't mm-hmm. get it. Like, so my my understanding of it is that like they they do that intentionally because the wit your your hand motions when you're playing video games normally are not exciting. That's what I was about to say. Is it? It has to just be a case of ham it up because if you don't ham it up, then like you're just touching a controller a few buttons. It's not interesting. So like right. I get it, but it's 
as four people who all play a pretty good amount of video games, it's a poor representation of playing video let games. Let me see let me see Sam Raimi's uh video games. Someone playing video games with <laughs> Sam Raimi as the fucking director. <laughs> just just anything's better than what we get. So then into just where I front flips and cartwheels while while <laughs> mashing the A button. Oh my god. Um where I had some problems. Um where this movie really fell apart for me is the end when we got to the very end and it's revealed that he's been being chomped on his whole life uh well maybe not his whole life but the the whole time he's known their mother um and it's like news to justine that they knew the whole time that to me i just i can't square the logic of not telling your daughter about a potential problem as big as eating people and the reason I say that, too, is we go from Justine eats a kidney to eating a human within one week. The span, if that. I mean, yeah. it's 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 so obnoxiously fast. At the longest, it's the span of a semester. <laughs> well, they, I thought that they only had like no, a it's one hell week. week. They're in, yeah, yeah they're it's in rush week, week and it's, then they read the bell at the end of the I, movie. Yeah. What I mean, I think the reason behind all of this was the fact that you know, her parents, like, she was a vegetarian until she left for college, all this stuff. They were trying to protect her as much as they could from this, seeing if, like, she could avoid it completely and not suffer the same fate that they did. Um, To where, when she goes off to college and, like, the spiral happens, like, at that point, you kind of got to let her know, hey, you know, it's this this has been happening, you know, your mother does it. Sure. That it... it but, that is exactly the point that yeah. that I would make about that is that like I think yeah. that there there are times where parents try to uh, shield their kids from things and you see this a lot with sex which is the primary metaphor yeah. of the movie yeah. um, and you see this especially where like parents will try to you know do like the complete anti sex talk especially with daughters yep. right. And then they go to college and it's like the complete opposite right once you discover it like you're you know you're all in you know there's like. There's even that trope, right, about the good the good Christian girl who's like the sluttiest girl. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like that's yeah. I'm not saying what's true the most or false, sexually but like, liberated girl. Yeah, well, you know, words are words. Like, <laughs> 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 but like the point is, is that like I think that there is a factor of truth there about what sure. the average parent probably would do. Um, well, let me let me can I can I. Can I can I give a, a a good anecdote for all of us, right? You can give um, two good anecdotes, but that's all perfect. I'll give you. That's fair. <laughs> all right. So two of us two of us are married. Uh, one of us has a baby out of wedlock, Grant, and she is. Why'd you go so hard there, man? And one and one of us is engaged, but is also sexually active, right? And we're all dudes, right? Uh. Corbin and Alan, I'm going to ask you guys because I think I know the answer, but I don't want to be like presumptuous. Uh, were you guys sexually active before before you guys tied the knot? Yeah. Okay. Yep, and I wonder how. That's okay. mostly because I used to be real fat and has some background. Hey, hey, wow. Insane, That's right? not here nor there. Uh, <laughs> no, no. So, so did you guys have an actual conversation after your parents found out that you were sexually active? Like legit, like found out that you had like fucked a woman before? So I have a, yeah. my experience with, with the talk is probably more unique than I think just about anybody else. My dad and I took a vacation to Florida um, okay. because I, so I in my wish. family, I am the only boy. I have three <laughs> sisters. Um, okay. So when it came to, you know, Alan, this is what it is to be a man. I, I think I had kind of a more unique approach from not, my parents I'm because of the fact that about, I was the only boy. I'm not talking about the talk. I'm talking about your parents realize that you were fucking. I mean, and like, because the talk, the talk typically happens and you're like 14. It's 15, supposed like, to happen hey, in advance. Have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ever, but like you have a second talk and this is something that I've seen a lot where it's like, I know that you're sexually active. It's okay. And typically what you respond to is your father and I, or your mother and I were sexually active before marriage too. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to like, my talk was that right. My dad told me I, to, every, to uh, make sure to use a condom. It was pretty yeah. much what he... I mean, he was very... My dad's a, a very direct man. There's there's yeah. not a whole lot of... 
black and he's he is here's what it is alan bada bang bada boom that's that's and that's I, him so and i think that's what that con that conversation is a much darker version of that mm-hmm. is yes we know this is something that people in our family do and it's okay just you have to be safe with it right it's the safe sex talk when you know somebody has had sex before right the, the real talk not the fake talk that we talk about where it's like do i need to tell you about penis going vagina son well it's birds it's and very, bees it's, okay it's 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 it's, it's very much Never it's very that. sorry Never. no it, it's very much the yeah i know you stuck your dick in somebody or you you've had your you've had somebody stick a dick in you or fingers or tongue or whatever else it might be for 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 gay and non-binary couples right um but like and i get it and it's okay we understand we were just trying to like put it off for as long as we could because we wanted you to be ready for it and even like not just like wanting to be ready for it i think that the reality is that a lot of those conversations like parents just don't want to have like they're it's not awkward. they're not they're ready to talks. they're not ready to have it yeah. you're not ready to have it with them they're not ready to have it with you right and so as a parent you're kind of pushing that off as far as you can sometimes no. and uh, you know this you know that scene i think is like almost the ultimate example of like pushing it as far as you can <laughs> yeah um to the point of one of the one of the daughters is in jail yeah uh, but uh, alan, alan your, go your ahead. point that's yeah probably why for me this scene doesn't stick at all because again my parents were very upfront with a lot of things growing up like they they didn't really mince words ever um so like it, it doesn't like I, my, my greater point that i kind of made in our, our discord chat is that i just couldn't i can't square the logic of of the film and that's kind of where it falls for me um the idea of not telling your daughter that you're a cannibal fun fact have fun with that good to know uh and if you eat meat it's gonna go down this path where you start killing people and eating them like i i couldn't square the logic that the film was trying to say and that's where like all of the allegories all of the metaphors all of the like existential sides of the movie completely it's it's like it's like seeing uh, the wizard in the wizard of oz the the facade completely falls away and i'm like i'm so ripped out of the movie that whatever it's trying to tell me has gone away and i don't care anymore cuz it just it just ripped me out of it cuz i i couldn't get past that aspect at all and it it honestly kind of killed the the whole movie for me and i know that's a weird thing to get hung up on i get it it's it's probably more individualized to me but it just fell apart for me there and that kind of was unfortunate yeah no no so so i mean i mean that's that's fair right like but i think i think that your experience is more unique because again i love my my parents i love my family and my father uh was is is a straightforward guy right like one of one of the things one of the jokes in our family is you go you go to mom for compliments you go to dad for the truth right uh (laughs) But my dad also, I think, much to his credit, did try to protect me in a lot of protect me and my brothers in a lot of ways, right? And I know this in part because I followed my father's footsteps in my day job. My dad was a social worker. I'm a social worker myself, right? And there are things that you just can't bring home, right? You sure. just can't. It'll, it'll, it, it, it'll. There are things that you see. There's things that you hear. All that stuff. There's some darks. There's stuff that I can't bring here, right? Uh, and I think you you get in that mode in that protective mode and there's a natural inclination right for all, all any and all parents i say this not being a parent and not really ever intending to be a parent um to be like i i must protect my child from the world right and especially when it comes to something like my child has something that we we will demonize if she doesn't know about it that means she can't endanger herself with it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of, I can see why even in this scenario, we can protect her. We can, we can nip it in the bud by like, she never eats meat. It'll never be a problem. We'll be fine. Right. Like, and if we teach her the morality of being vegetarian, it'll never be a problem. So we just go that way. Right. But there comes a point where necessarily you're going to see the horrors of the world. Right. Me and my dad now tell tell each other horror stories, and it's it's a very 
calming experience for the both of us. But like, I'm sure that's not something he necessarily wanted from me, like in in my life, right? I'm sure he wanted something different at some point or another because there's some dark shit we both have seen and done and helped other people through, right? Um, and it's it's hard, right? And that scene really resonated with me of just like, in, in that way, I'm just like very much, fuck. Well, I failed you there, but it's okay. You'll get it you'll do better than I did, right? And there is a certain, like, that passing of the torch in adulthood of just, like, you're an adult now. I I, I have faith that your your generation will do better than mine did. See, I guess the the issue I have with that, like, the idea of let's hide her from the reality of her situation is if she, I, I think... I guess the just the pragmatic kind of way I look at it is if you know sure, sure. you can't eat meat, not just because like morality reasons, but because you'll literally start eating people like you'll if you go down that path, like it's sure, hard sure. for me to square that, like how they would avoid just talking about this kind of a thing. So I guess all of that is to say that for me, this was a two and a half, which I oh. think is, yeah, I know it. That is how badly this thing kind of ripped okay. me out of the moment. It. This knocked it down from an easy four, which, for the record, I should have given Possessor a five. That was a mistake on my part. Um, whereas this, I think, sh- could have been a four for me had I not been just ripped out of the the moment of the movie. Okay. Huh. Okay, Bobby, what do you what do you have to say about that? Um, about well, uh, you know, Alan, bad <laughs> dumb rating or or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or my rating on it. Okay. True. Yeah. Um, you don't need to comment on Alan's rating. Just give okay. your rating as a comment. <laughs> um This movie's really hard. It's a really hard watch for a lot of reasons. There's a lot of stuff that's really relatable. There's stuff that is like again, I think are necessarily foreign to somebody like me. Um, not only because it's French. Uh this is a movie that I'm really, really glad I watched. And I'm looking forward to never seeing it again. Yep. Let me put it that way. Way to phrase that. Uh, I really liked this movie, but this movie was really, really hard for me and really, really confronting in ways that I don't know if I'm necessarily ready to watch a second or third time. Just, just admitting my own faults and my weaknesses. There, I'm gonna give it. I was waffling between four and four and a half. I'm gonna actually give it a four and a half, um, because it is such an effective film. And I think part of it is like, much like college, you look back on it fondly, but you never want to relive those years ever fucking again, right? And it, it, it really it really captures the moment really, really well, but there are some flaws, right? Like yeah. I said, um, the big, uh, the very big like jump scary moments of like Adrian being dead, di- like the twist where dad knew the whole time, right? Like, like all of the little twisty bits... I was never surprised. I was never shocked about anything in this movie. I was horrified, but never shocked, right? And I think this movie did try to go for some shock value points where, like, it did not hit in the way that, like, I gave Possessor a 5, and I gave Evil Dead 2 a 5, and I think those movies hit every mark correctly. I think this movie fell short in some places in the fact that the the others didn't so loses a half point for that but other than that i mean it's a it's a really good film it's a hard film to watch but um it's worth watching once and then being stuck in the back of your mind till you're on your deathbed one Uh, thing i wanted to bring up real quick before we got to corbin is this is the first international movie in another language i've watched it's not a godzilla movie um so ever 100% 100% no I've like I've not watched what was the one from last year that was an Oscar winner um Parasite uh, Parasite? Parasite haven't watched Parasite it's I know so you need to watch that movie well, dude. and honestly the reason I hadn't watched it is I don't want to read subtitles for a whole movie is my was my thought process That's I the whole kind point. of That's forgot they, he mentioned that in his Oscar win I forgot that this was in French like kind of yeah. throughout it because it was just it's just watching yeah. a movie that kind of was was gripping me. Like it, I forgot that I wasn't able to understand this without the you know reading at the bottom, a which movie I that, think is that really ripped nice. him. That he gave a two point five. Out of I five. told he gave you a good reasoning for why it ripped <laughs> him out. <laughs> it, it look it gripping. was a gripping film. Two point five out of five. Look, I'm, I'm never gonna let that go. Alan. Fair I enough. Understand Corbin, that. Corbin what, what are you giving it? <laughs> Let's hear from you, Corbin. 
Um, okay, so I actually have a lot of the exact same points as uh, Bobby does. Right. And in fact, I am going to give it the exact same score. Four and a half is what I had in mind. Um, it's what I rated it uh, last night on uh, Letterboxd. Like, I think it's just shy of a five, but I think I that it is absolutely a movie that needs to be watched. I think that if you're into horror, and especially if you're into non-traditional horror, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. you deserve you know, you owe it to yourself to watch this. And I think that, especially if you're somebody that watches horror, not just for the schlock, not just for the gore. Like if you're watching, if you're someone that understands why horror exists subconsciously, like why we as a people love horror, I think that you would love this movie. I think if you're that person, Mm -hmm. you should watch it at least once. Um, I'll, I think that I'll absolutely watch it again, not anytime soon, but I, I, wouldn't take this off of my list sure um i absolutely loved it i think that it i i agree with bobby's exact two points like i don't think that those two shocking moments were surprising i think that they were played well but that maybe you could have done something a little bit different if you wanted it to be like oh my god i didn't see that coming you know um i think that everything instead of being surprising everything just sort of fell into place exactly as it should um, and the only reason why it wouldn't be a five is because those moments were played as if they should be surprising. And I don't think that they were. Okay. Um, but I do think that the movie was very, very, very well done. And you should definitely watch it. There we go. We yeah. could what say it's our listeners. That? Four and a half, nine, uh, 13, 15 and a half. 15 and a half out of 20. That's a fair score for that. That's pretty good. Pretty I'm good. Just, I'm just dragging it down. But uh, we could say that it's our listeners. A uh, gripping film, though. <laughs> it's gripping. It's definitely gripping. We could say that it's our listeners' what? Uh, it's our listeners' destiny, maybe, oh, to watch the movie. 